Welcome into the Grass Cutter Social Club, a social club for the everyman. If you've ever wondered what three average guys and maybe that other random dude are buzzing about after the lawns are all mowed, this is the spot for you. Now here are your hosts, Branko, Burl, and Ron. Boys, here we go. I'm Burl, and I'm here with Branko and Ron, and we're gonna get started with uh, our first ever Grass Cutters Social Club. No inductees tonight, but boys, our first one. How you guys doing? Pretty damn good. Here we go, Ronnie. Baby. Yeah, Rob Branko here. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. This is uh, this is like going to the moon. I don't know what's gonna happen, but hopefully we make it there. Oh, it it is mm-hmm. one of those things that it's either gonna implode and we're all going down in a burning ball of fire or, <laughs> or we're gonna or we're gonna walk on that moon i'm excited um yeah as long as we don't uh, incriminate ourselves you know what i mean like just yeah let's keep it clean we all have careers here we're uh we're what do they call it government men or there's there's something about being nine to fivers anyhow um guys my phone is listening and I don't know, have you guys ever noticed the ads and stuff that just pop up and populate your phones? I got a McDavid stat after what we talked oh, about. Oh, really? Oh, yeah? A, yeah, yeah. Yes. So what did he just, uh, did you guys get it? He just broke Gretzky's Oilers power play goal record. Oh, I had no idea. But that's a good lead. This is yeah, a good it, lead for, for uh, one of the topics we're going to discuss. So I, I wonder. Yeah. So yeah, go ahead, Ryan. Franks. No, yeah, it, I mean, uh, I don't, we're not going to really discuss format, but why don't we just get right into it? So, uh, you know, what I wanted to bring up with with the the clan here is, you know, whether uh, Connor McDavid is is the greatest of all time already. So, I did a little digging in the old hockey DB, and uh, you know, eight years in the NHL, uh, six time All Star already, and like the two years that he wasn't an all-star, I think one of them, he was like hurt half the year and that kind of discounted him, but potentially could be a seven time all-star out of the eight years he's played two hard trophies. The third one is basically all but sewn up for this year. Uh, four art Ross trof- trophies for the most points, three Pearsons, which is, I think the one voted on by the, the players. And this is sort of the, the crux of my argument is, He's currently at 1.5 points per game, which uh, is, so is a lot lower than some of the all-time greats. For example, Wayne Gretzky's at a, like a 1.92 for his career, uh, and then Mario is somewhere like in 1.8 something. But I did a little number number crunching. So during uh, the Oilers Stanley Cup run, uh, ni- 1984 to 1988, the NHL uh, goalie goals against average for the whole league for those four years was 3.65 goals per game. Uh, and then uh, this year, uh, in the current year we're in, it's 2.95. So when I basically ran the numbers, that's about a 20% difference. And so if you tack on that difference to McDavid's uh, 1.5 points per game, that puts him at about a 1.8. And obviously we're making assumptions and, you know, who's to say that he's going to continue this. But if he does continue at some semblance of this space, I think we might be looking at the greatest of all time. And I kind of think he already is just for like the 
the some of the recency bias and the crazy shit he does. I wonder what you guys think, I think Ronnie. You know, when you say greatest, it's it's a, there's a lot of subjectivity there. I think if we were talking most talented, you'd have my vote. Like who you know who has possessed the most hockey talent? I think you'd be hard to argue against McDavid in that way. Uh, you know, you, you you strap on some microns on that guy and you put him back in the '80s. Like he's still going to be, you know, probably the best player. And that's what I mean by talent. Like he's just the best to probably ever play hockey. But greatest, you know, if his career ended today, heaven forbid, would we say that he's the greatest ever? You know, I, I don't I don't think he's there yet. You know, personally, uh, you know, would you put him above a Gretzky? I don't think so. As I understand it, the city of Edmonton has only given out one city key to an individual. <laughs> and it's Wayne Gretzky. And I don't I don't such, I don't think they're taking that key from Gretzky and giving it over to Big David just yet. I love it. I love it. I, Ryan, what are your like, thoughts? I, I think back, like, because I'm not, not the biggest hockey guy or stat, stats guy. I've got a couple that I want to share with you guys just to get you humming. But um, I remember back to, like, uh, what was the line called here in the in Ottawa for the Senators with Spezza and Alfie? And the, oh, the, the pizza, pizza line. Pizza and, like, line. when guys are scoring at a clip like that, it just gets everybody ravenous. Like, it would be so much fun to be an Edmonton fan right now. Like, of course you are just bowing at the feet of McDavid when, oh, when, they're, so when they're scoring like that, it's so much fun. But, so the stats, I looked up, I was like, okay. And like you said, Ron, like if his career ended now, I, I pulled up some comps to Mike Bossy. Career cut short, those knees gave out on him. He played nine years. Um, and I made the mistake, I was reading seven years of stats for the two guys, and in the seven years Bossy played in the NHL, he scored 107 more points than McDavid in his first seven years, which is a ridiculous number more. And then at a 1.52 clip, similar clip, but the thing that impressed me with Bossy was taking his team to the playoffs 120 times for 120 games in, in uh, those first seven seasons. And that's what I think is holding McDavid back. I know they say one guy can't do it all, but I don't know. It's just, it's hard for me to get behind the GOAT idea. I think he's still just a hint too young, but you're right. We're watching something special. Um, I think if we were Edmonton fans or Edmontonians, this would be, we'd be way more ravenous about how exciting uh, this all is. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I love watching guys he just cruises, right? Like, embarrasses guys how fast he is. That's what I mean by the talent, right? Yeah. Like, I don't think there's any question of that. Yeah, I like, agree. Is he faster than, like, a Pavel Bure in Bure's heyday, you know? Yeah. Compared to league average? I wonder, because there's a lot of fast guys in the league. Like, he doesn't always win fastest skater. I think guys have beaten his record. I could be wrong. But you know what I think I mean? it's like the whole complement of skills, like the shooting, the passing, the, the the awareness, and like what he can do with the puck at the speeds he does. I think is like yeah insane. And I, I just yeah. you know I think about guys like us, Ron, who have played like you know somewhat competitive hockey, and a guy's bearing down on you, and if you don't like match the speed, you know he's gonna beat you wide, 
and that's like nothing hockey. And these guys are playing at like literally peak level, and there's he's just like just making guys yeah. look so so silly. And it's like man, imagine, imagine how good it feels to be McDavid. Like you know you're playing men's league. If you're getting like a point and a half in men's league, like in tier one, like you're feeling pretty good. Like two points oh, a game. You're like you. Guys are pumping your tires. Yeah, you're getting yeah. the Darren. You're getting the Darren treatment for sure. His whole uh, life, his whole life been like that. Amazing, yeah. right? Anyways, I, I thought I thought it was for sure a bit of a reach, but I also my my contention is that yeah, if if he just keeps at this clip, it'll be hard. It'll, it'll just become harder and harder. It's it's going to become unassailable that. Um, he, he might be the goat, but yeah, he's, he's also Ryan. I think you made a salient point, which is he hasn't really done much in the playoffs. He hasn't had the playoff miles, uh, which will bear itself out. And, and, you know, he's fairly durable. Like other than that, like cheap shot he took where like his collarbone broke, I think, you know, he's been pretty durable. He hasn't had any like concussions or anything, which is something that played Crosby early in his career or kind of middle of his career. So, uh, there's lots to be played out, but God, yeah, man sexy hockey player yeah and if he stays you know we'll be talking at the end of his career the way we everybody's getting excited about Ovechkin too right like with what he's uh the longevity's allowed him to do and so if he stays healthy and fights off any of these injury bugs we're definitely looking at something special um guys I think we're gonna we're gonna throw to our first first commercial break this is this is cruising along we're gonna we're gonna get a word from our sponsors ladies and gentlemen our illustrious and honorable sponsors, and we'll be right back after this. Are you new to the game of yard maintenance and home ownership? Maybe parenting? Are you feeling as though you can't find the shoe that suits every occasion? Well, look no further. The grass cutters are the shoe for you. These versatile utility shoes are best for walking, pushing a lawnmower or stroller, shoveling, and making sure that everything is just right. So if you need something that is built to last, has boatloads of comfort and miles of function, look no further than the Grass Cutters. You know, Grass Cutters pod, no topic. uh, No topic is off limits. We're talking family life. We're talking sports. And this is something that I personally wrestle with. And I know any good, decent human being <laughs> would feel the same way. But it's important to get out for the guys' trip. It's important to get away. You know, we all need to, to recharge a little bit, have our own independent self, you know, your own independent Branco, your own little independent Ryan. You know, that's important. But it's a balance. What's the perfect length of that guy's trip? Where, you know, you're appeasing the family, you're getting a little R&R for daddy, you know. And then on top of that, how can you smooth it over with the missus to make sure that it all goes goes well? And that, you know, you're not coming back to a pure nightmare at home. <laughs> Walk it in, you know. I will throw it out there. I, I think I think four days might be the perfect length of time. A travel day. You know, you're booking in the travel day. Maybe it's you got to drive. Always helps to get back early on that last day. But then the first day, the first full day away, you're going to usually get pretty messy. <laughs> you're going to get it out of your system. 
And then day three, you know, one, you know, day three, you're settled in nicely. But by the end of day three, you know, maybe, uh, maybe you're ready to get back to reality after going pretty hard, but then day four to come home. I think that's kind of the perfect recipe. Obviously depends how far you have to go to go, but I'll throw that up. I'm so curious. I'm so curious what Branks has to say, because I, I put it, I thought about an algorithm in the shower. You know, you got shower thoughts. I got, I got a little algorithm. So I'm curious. (laughs) Yeah. I I think there's a lot that goes into the calculus for sure. You don't want to overextend. So I, I, you know, being a a new dad of, of about a year and a bit, um i've I've realized that like you got to start small and work your way up you can't just you know back when i was just with kaylin you know i could probably get away with it probably as much as i wanted depending on what it was but now with a son it you know you got to figure she's having to look after him and how much support she's getting and then you know a weekend is probably reasonable to start with but yeah i think somewhere in the three to four day range you know, maybe if you're flying, it could be four. If it's like driving, maybe it's three. Um, but yeah, I think that's probably the sweet spot. But again, you, you're you're having to kind of account for what you're going to have to do on the front end, potentially on the back end for sure, um, in terms of just making everything seem normal and like paying it back, you know, whether they're doing a thing on their own or, you know, making them feel good about having done that for you. So you could just let rip with the boys um but yeah i i I think it's sort of like sort of a running tally in your head like there's no for sure but like you're you kind of (laughs) know if you're reaching or if if you know you should be getting the yes or if it's like oh man i might just get my head sawed off here (laughs) it's to me it's all about like uh it's it's guilt and responsibility right that weighs heavy on the shoulders when when you're trying to figure out what you can't like so what's the algorithm ryan so here's what i thought okay i was like whatever branco says he's got one kid under two and so i can probably do half of what branco says and ron could probably do double of what branco says so whatever branco (laughs) says is like the medium and you know so if branco says two days ron can do four and i can do one because i got two under two at home or like you know oliver's just over two but oh yeah you're locked down the balancing act here, you know, to be rogue in this house when you're wrestling, wrestling both of them at the same time, it's a, it's a, a disaster waiting to happen. I'm going to, I got to say this too, like, I don't know about you guys, cause Megan's, Megan's an introvert and I'm an extrovert. So I'm out with baseball and you know, the golf Sims or we're at the pub having a beer and like, yo, Megan's got some juice on me. Like she, she could vanish into a cave for three weeks and I really can't say a whole lot about it. It's kind of <laughs> like, you know what, I, I got this from here. I'll see you in three weeks. And then, you know, then we can talk about the balance after that. So um, the nice part with us is that she, she doesn't like, it's not about having a pass to go do it. It's just, can I deal with the guilt <laughs> of leaving all that responsibility for that? I'm law, glad right? you mentioned that. I'm glad you mentioned that. It's that's true. what it is. Yeah, it's the dad guilt, man. It it creep up on you too when you least expect it. You know, maybe you had I can think to some of our bachelor parties we had after I had kids, and you know, a golf trip, you know, this or that, and you have a great night out, and then you wake up in the next morning, and you're obviously feeling a little hungover, 
And then that dad guilt just creeps in a little bit. And, you know, call home. Call home helps, you know. Call home, you hear the little voices and whatnot, and that helps. But you got to – this is it. It's all the prep work beforehand to keep the dad guilt away, you know. Like, there's no way I could pull off a week. If I was gone for a week, like, no. I'd be, fly, I'd be coming back halfway through. Just not because – Yeah, I, I feel like it's a lot – like, part of – like, the way I think about it is like, how far in advance are you asking for the thing? Like the farther away it is, the more I feel like tolerable it is because you're giving them notice. You're saying like, this is what I'm doing. It kind of goes into the sort of collective calculus for for both like mom and dad of like what you're kind of doing and how much time away. So like, you, you know, you're chipping away at it, but it's like locked in. And so they can plan around it. Um, and then, like you said, Ron, like how much work you do up front, like you got to be real good beforehand, right before the trip. Like if you're real good, things yeah. should probably go smooth, no matter how shitty like the kid is or what happens, whatever, like you've put in the work. But if you're fucking dogging it before and then you just get to leave, oh man, yeah. holy shit. You're asking. You're, you're, you're... Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, Ron, then that guilt is like happening while you're away. And then let's not even mention what's going to happen when no. you get back. That's just even then it's like the consequence, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I will say like, whenever I introduce stuff like this and like my example is smaller, like it's for the, the river bender invitational golf tournament that we we've done it, you know, what, three years now or whatever. But like, I sort of, and like Megan's going to listen to this. So she's going to be on to me so <laughs> fast, but. I I start with just a small thing, you know, six weeks six weeks out, and then I start to to layer things on top of that, right? So it's like, oh, wow. you know, Meg, can I can I go golfing? Yeah, you can go golfing. Sweet. Uh, could I could I meet the guys at Broadway's for breakfast to to catch a bus? Yeah, sure. <laughs> could I stay? a little late <laughs> after the golf and like and wow. i introduce a new thing every week that's or two bad. so that that's not... bad man. and then and then all of a sudden i'm like you know it's 6 p.m i'm shit-faced everybody's screaming <laughs> i feel like i feel like I'm, I'm the opposite like i'm gonna lay all the cards on the table yeah. and it's like a five card draw you know just see what i got right off the hop just play all my cards and if it's nothing then like you know, I can just deal with the, the disappointment right off the hop. I don't have to wait till <laughs> the last. It's a much more honorable, <laughs> yeah, a yeah. much more honorable way of going about it. Oh, and yeah, you yeah. Know, too. Again, you know I think it's like pants, a subconscious right? thing. Like, you know whether it's sort of like one of those momentum meters, you know? Like, if it's in the middle, you know, like, it, it's probably up in the air. Then, like, if you've done a lot, have done a lot for yourself. Sorry, if you've done a lot of good around the house and been really good and like doing lots of good stuff and then like you haven't really gone out with the boys you're probably gonna get a fairly easy pass within l reason but then if you've just been dipping into the pot way too much and you're asking for more it's like you know you're just playing with fire you're really asking to to get whipped mm -hmm. but well, um yeah ron uh, like maybe you can <laughs> agree but like <laughs> last year in the fall what did we have going on there was oh, like baby. We did a golf tournament. We had playoff baseball like three nights a week, basically for four or five weeks in a row. Yeah. And then we had the ball party, and it just kept like it was every weekend there was something else, and it was just like, oh my god, I like either the dad guilt's gonna crush yeah. me, 
or Megan Megan's gonna you know handcuff me to the house. That's why you gotta next... you gotta do those little <laughs> strategies, right? Like something I like to do, like when you know you got a stretch like that coming up. And then honestly, it's as much for me as it is for them. But making a little meal in advance, uh, maybe uh, you make a lasagna and you pop it in the freezer, then it's there. You know, they just have to pop it in the oven. Like, honestly, they, oh, they appreciate it, but I also feel better about it, too, knowing that Jess doesn't also have to make dinner every night while I'm gone. So that when you're gone, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, right. you got to set them up for success, right? right. Like, you want to give them all the tools to minimize the, like, the labor they're going to put in during the time you're away. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. I love it. Couldn't couldn't agree more. You know, get get groceries, like load them up. Basically, give them give them. And I like to always just like talk in, like, oh, you want to get this? Yeah, <laughs> get that. You know, <laughs> like help yourself. You know, just lube the deals. Yeah, uh, so to speak. Yeah, grease grease the palms, as they say. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Just let them let let them empower them to to do whatever they feel like so so then their mind can be away from the notion that you're away and not helping Mm -hmm. and again like you guys are both uh fathers of two kids i'm 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 just i've just got one so i'm sure that calculus would too becomes so much more difficult and i know some guys locally here in hamilton that have three so i can't i don't even know uh how how they managed to get out and do anything to be honest with you I think three they take yeah. care of themselves, yeah. and I think your wife your wife can just leave too, right? Man, that sorry reminds. That. I I will admit, sorry, uh, I will admit that when Megan's girlfriends are over, I'm you know I might be laying seeds for like, hey, remember when you guys did Miami or, you know, that was a great trip you guys took to New York last year because, getting getting a little free juice so in return would man. be it's super so convenient. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure getting out and living your own lives a little bit oh man that's the big one again with the momentum meter like i try to encourage her to do stuff so then like she feels like she's gotten to do more and i feel like i'm in i kind of got the moral right to like say like i want to do something and so i'm just pushing for her to do more stuff doesn't always work but you know i'm always like you said being encouraging of Mm -hmm. that so Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know that it's any harder to leave whether you have one kid or two kids or three, like I think, yeah, it's perhaps harder on your your partner depending on the numbers. But like I can remember, I think the last week long ball trip I went on with Davy B and those guys, like it was a week. I think we went down to Atlanta and like Evelyn was probably four, yeah, probably not even five months old. And I was gone wow. for a week and I came back and I feel like she forgot who I was. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I was gone for seven days. Yeah, yeah playing strange when you get back. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. I don't know that it's any easier depending on how many kids you get. But yeah, that was the last time. I think, I think the days of the of the long trips are, I don't think they're, they're, beyond us but it's going to be a few years before we can take oh we off couldn't like survive the heartburn alone no, would I... kill us <laughs> yeah man we were um, caitlin and i were at that all-inclusive for six days and i got sick of it and i was with my wife you know it's like i, I just can't do the drinking yeah. like it's just yeah imagine having your buddy yeah, you want to hang yourself in the balcony <laughs> 
<laughs> maybe i mean golf would obviously offset yeah. that but even golf for like seven days in a row i think i have to build up a a sort of uh yeah a thickness for that i'm not ready for that quite yet i don't think it sounds like you know what i'm excited about it sounds like is four days is the sweet spot it might be four days with some travel even three man like if you do like an early morning on the first day to get to where you are that's not far nice long and weekend, then like kind of get back later on the third day yeah that's fine with me too yeah, yeah. well it sounds like we know what we're talking <laughs> about on the next podcast <laughs> um where we're taking that four-day vacation is that what it is exactly i think that's what we got to figure out now um you guys ready to throw to our next uh, commercial break here here's a here's a word from our sponsors ladies and gentlemen we'll be right back are you looking for an exciting new way to earn an extra few bucks are your days busy and evenings free after the kids are all tucked in the bed if you've packed on an extra few pounds from a couple too many light beers, we are looking for you. This city's newest and most charming entertainment spectacle is searching for some new talent. Dad Bod's Gentleman Experience is now hiring. So come on down to Papa Bear's Hideaway and Cocktail Lounge. Show us how you can still cut a rug. Don't let this dad bod trend pass you by. For any interested bookings of dad bod's gentleman experience, please contact Gary at Papa Bear's Hideaway and Lounge. All right, guys, we're back. And uh, Franks, baby, you had you had one for our last segment that our home cooked our home cooked meals are worth the effort. Yeah, the yeah. Yeah, no, it was it was just about uh like I sometimes love taking the time to like, you know, pizza's always the example that I use, like we're making the dough, making the sauce, getting it all together. You know, it's great, but then I just think about the time and effort I spent and the money I spent at getting all the stuff and the, the, the end result is probably like the same, maybe a bit better, maybe a bit worse than the thing I get. But like, what's the trade-off? Because I definitely saved money on like how much the stuff costs to make. But then, you know, my time is worth X and then the product is what it is. So like, what's that trade-off? And is it even worth it sometimes? Sometimes like I'll pay the $5 difference if you take in that calculation and just get my favorite pizza joint and save myself the, the headache and just order it, go pick it up and bring it home and be happy so i always like that's the way i think about it and i I wonder if you guys ever wrestle with that thought are you just cool with making it or just cool with ordering or either or so uh, i'd love to hear how that uh he's he's (laughs) no i mean it you know uh it's no secret i like to cook and i'm also probably too cheap i couldn't afford to to go out and eat out or, or, you know, order in too often. But like, ah, I, you know what? I growing up, I always had like Sunday dinners. I still do. Jess's family does too. And like, so, you know, meals, that's kind of been always the gathering. And I, I find, you know, that's what I've, Jess and I try to do with our family too. And I don't know, I find it's probably, 
more meaningful. I get a lot out of it, you know, seeing my family enjoy that kind of home cooked meal. And like a funny, funny thing about that, like we all, we make pizza all the time too. It's kind of like our little Friday thing. And like for the longest time, I'm pretty sure Evelyn and Lindy only thought that pizza was made by me. Like they hadn't had like other pizza from like anywhere <laughs> else. And so they thought that like I made the pizza. I was the only one to make pizza and they love it and they still do. But now they get Domino's pizza at school on Fridays. Oh, man. Uh So it's a competition now. You know, there's many a night where (laughs) Lindy especially, she just, she would just rather have the Domino's. (laughs) And it's okay. But, you know, I just, I just think it's hilarious, right? Because like, that's for me is I get so much out of it, seeing their enjoyment. So it's always kind of worthwhile for me to put in the extra time like i know your little guys like i don't know if they're scarfing down on a full slice of pizza yet noah certainly isn't i wouldn't imagine but yeah he he can eat like we will get like a slice from pizza yolo down the street and i'll cut strips and he could probably take down like two-thirds of it he's probably not gonna eat too much of the crust just because it's hard still to put down but yeah he likes it for sure he likes the cheese and the sauce and like he kind of just hammers it down but yeah I, I see what you're saying like when there's a bit more of like a emotional reward for doing that's it for your children it, right and, and, I, and i think i'll probably come around to that and want to do that more it was just more I, I maybe it was just the last time i made pizza i was like god just like look at this mess i gotta clean this up oh man like uh, but it's good it was great it was like a pan sheet pan so pizza is a top mm. critic so on the topic of like lindy and like even like one day he'll eat the pizza like what you guys are saying like no problem at all and the next day it's like no mommy no daddy and like there's pizza flying everywhere it's like oh no Christ, it's gonna be a long oh yeah long dinner that, tonight i i don't know but i was gonna say that's the hard part right when you do go to all that effort yeah. and then you literally could have given them a cheese string and they would have been just as happy because they didn't eat what you put in front of them. Like, you know, and everybody goes through that. That's definitely the trickiest. Yeah, cheese strings would be the easiest solution. And I, I don't know about you guys, but some nights when you buy the fancy ingredients, the the, the shallots and the green onions and uh, those aren't that fancy, but the salmon and, you know, all these <laughs> things. Like somebody was telling me they cooked lobster tail the other night. There is nothing fucking worse than it going wrong and going sideways on you. Mm-hmm. Like, do you guys, are you the type to gag it back? Like, I'll, I'll say right now, if I cook a big meal and I serve it out and Megan's like, this, this sucks. I'm putting it in the fridge and that's lunch for the next, like, <laughs> four days. Oh, yeah. Like, I can't, There's I can't bring more. myself, with what we're paying for groceries right now, I can't bring myself to toss it. You guys doing that? I mean, it does. It doesn't even have to oh, be yeah. in this climate. Like I was like literally raised to never throw any food out. Like, and any food that's on a plate like gets finished regardless of your like, you know, uh, hunger or lack of hunger at that moment. Like I throwing food out in any setting to me is like a a very disturbing uh, thing. So I Eastern Bloc. Oh mentality. my God, that communist mentality where they fuck they're eating like. <laughs> peanuts um so yeah for sure i i i'm putting it away i mean doesn't i don't think that i can count very many times it's happened but yeah 
what you said, Ryan. If it if it doesn't appeal to anybody else, I'll 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 gut it through. Unless it's like, you know, unless I like burnt it so badly that it's there's no taste or it's gone bad. Like at that point, I'll I'm not gonna pull the Homer Simpson where he's eating that day old days old sandwich and getting sick. Like <laughs> I don't have that kind of a, a sort of a psychosis, but I mean, I'm pretty close. To me, I, I don't say. think there's anything worse than I don't know. Oh yeah. On the same topic, there's nothing worse than spending money on takeout and then being disappointed. Like when it gets to you, and it's like, oh, this oh, is man. the worst. It's just it's the job yeah. of the dad. It's the job of the dad. Finish that. Finish that <laughs> fucking meal. Like you gotta yeah. do it. Like I made a I made a soup. Um, it was like just like a kind of a potato carrot soup, and I put a little curry in it. I like that. Anyway. I put too much in and I made a vat of this, of this soup and I, I, I ate it. I ate it. I froze it. I, I ate it again. <laughs> like I had it every day at lunch that week. Cause dad, you know, I can't, I can't just throw that. Dad's up. curry lunch. Still, still good. Till the end of time. Yeah. Um, man, this is, this is great. I think we're going to, we're going to wrap up soon here guys. But first, before we, uh, before we end, what I think's just been fantastic. We gotta we gotta throw to our first ever regular episode, and it's time for Branko to tell somebody to get off his lawn. Yeah, I mean, we I brought this up with the guys more so as a just kind of an idea for one of the segments. Thinking, you know, like is this something that like is a conversation or like is this a thought or what is it? And it's really uh, get off my lawn, which is just. I can't stand the movies we're, we're seeing being put out today. You know, I get on Netflix, I get on Crave, and I just cannot find a movie I want to watch because every movie is a reboot of a movie I used to love or existed a long time ago, or it's a friggin' superhero movie. There's no, you know, there's no, there's no creativity left. All these studios, all they want to do is just make money on these cookie-cutter movies that just... I don't know. I guess there's like a ton of other people that like think completely different than me, but I'm just so sick of shit movies being put out day after day, week after week, year after year. Something needs to change. We need to get some better indie movies or whatever. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but that's just where I stand and get off my lawn, would you? (laughs) (laughs) Um, The, the, the new movies coming out, you're right, are just, they're pretty pathetic. Um, I got to say, I, I liked, um, what was it, Knives Out? That's the one that... Yeah, came, yeah, that, the new one yeah, was good, came yeah. before The Glass Onion, that's a, an all-original. It was pretty good. And then I think the last one I really liked before that that was super original was probably like Atomic Blonde with Charlize Theron from like three or four years ago. That's like an all-original. Um but yeah, we're watching a lot of like mystery shows from the UK here. I don't know if you've di- dipped your yeah. toes in, into that uh, area at all on like Netflix or, or Prime, but there's a ton of like mystery series from the UK that at least, because I, I gotta say on the same idea of get off my lawn, like it seems like on TV here, it's either like a crime drama or a fire drama that's just it's just drama it doesn't tell any sort of mystery or ambiance behind the storyline or writing it's all the same plot lines you could 
flip between channels and basically catch the same plot line from Grey's Anatomy to Chicago Fire to whatever. So, uh, yeah, try some UK mysteries. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, th there's stuff I watch. It's just, in general, I've never been so disillusioned. Like, there's movies that come out and catch my fancy or, like, you know, things odd and an odd thing here and there. But maybe I just, like, think about the old days where there would be a lot more that I'd want to go to the movies but maybe just like with COVID and everything and being kind of like cooped in in your place everything is just so accessible from home like I I don't know when the last time you guys have been to uh, a theater but I can't remember the last movie I think I, I, I was talking to uh, my wife Caitlin and I think the last movie we went to see in a theater together was Get Out which is that horror movie and like that was I don't know six seven years ago at least um maybe i don't know i don't know how long it's been since that movie but that's definitely the last movie i went to go see at a theater yeah i don't know for me i feel like i saw that movie 42 oh. with jackie <laughs> robinson that was that might have been like 15 years ago you know what though i did go see that uh uh that kids movie that disney movie um Oh, I'm forgetting the name of it, but it was amazing. And the theaters today are so much better. Like, it's like a couch. Oh, man, are they ever so better? So I would go back. They got to make better movies to go with yeah. these better theaters. You'd be so much more comfortable. Your big body sitting in one of these giant lounge chairs. All yeah. Extended. Be oh, it's yeah, a treat. No, I mean, I'd go. But like, the, like I said, there's nothing that like I want to go to the theaters for. I guess Dune would have been a movie that I would have gone to the theaters, but it was like right at the peak of the pandemic. And like, I just didn't care to, to, to try to get sick from like being inside of like a kind of a fairly closed area. But, um, that's a movie I definitely would have seen, but yeah, there just hasn't been a lot that like sort of tickles my fancy. There's that, uh, new movie that Nolan, Christopher Nolan's making called Oppenheimer about Robert Oppenheimer. That was like, He's like one of the main guys in making the atom bomb, and that looks really good. Uh, I would definitely go see that. But then again, like I've just begun, been so conditioned in the last few years to just like do it at home. I'll just probably wait till it comes out and watch it, like you know, on my couch. It's a big commitment, yeah. right? Like you're gonna commit to that two or three hours out, and you're gonna movie? have to get a babysitter if you want to just go with your wife. Yo, babysitters yeah, like, aren't cheap, yeah. man. Or stick your kid under your shirt yeah. and sneak him in, but I mean, who wants to do that? that, yeah, that is... That's an option. <laughs> um, I I will say on the the topic of like remakes getting old and tired. I was thinking the other day, like I'd really like to see a remake of Honey I Shrunk the Kids. You guys remember that oh, yeah. movie? Like now, Rick Moranis is a dad that if I could be like Rick Moranis and just nerd out and then. And then do some crazy shit with my kids. That'd be sweet. But honey, I shrug the kids. I could watch. I could watch a revamp of that guy. Oh my god! Um, yeah, that movie was epic. I would have loved to have had that happen to me as a kid. Anyhow, guys, I think that's a that's a wrap on on episode one. I think it was. Uh, I think it was a blast. What do you guys think? Thumbs up. Yeah. You're trash. Just yeah. terrible. It's it's <laughs> only uphill from here. That Dragging yeah, this is as bad as it's now. gonna get. Guys. Stick with us, and episode fifty-five will be let's much hope. better. Yeah, let's hope. All right, boys, let's do this again sometime. We'll talk soon. And uh, to our listeners, right. see you on the flip side. 
Thanks for joining us today. We'll be back in a bit with a new episode and an inductee to the Grass Cutter Social Club. If you liked our show or if you want to hear these guys rattle on about one of your ideas, hit us up on socials, Twitter or Instagram at Grass Cutter Social Club. Cheers. See you next time.